If all of this talk of AI has you nervous and has you kind of wondering what is the future of my freelance writing business and how is it going to be impacted by AI, something I wanted to do was help you calm down by compiling my story of how I added additional services to my freelance offering and two other freelance writers who expanded into agencies and other services to show you that writing is not your only option as a freelancer. You can still become self-employed and you can actually add other services into the mix and really scale out a business and not worry so much that one function is going to be replaced by robots. This is kind of like your safeguard episode where I'm explaining to you how you can protect yourself and I guess AI proof your freelance career. I don't think there's so much to be worried about at this exact moment, but it's something to keep on your radar. It's like, what is the future? What else do I wanna be doing other than just writing? I know I love writing, but if this were to go away or these opportunities were to really dwindle, what else would I do? What else do I like doing? And I think that hearing about my service offering and these other entrepreneurs who are giving advice and telling their story it will really broaden your horizons and allow you to see that you are not replaceable and that you don't have to worry that your career is in jeopardy and that there's always ways to grow and expand and make yourself competitive and irreplaceable. So I hope you enjoy. My name is Anna Reisdorf and I am a registered dietitian and freelance health and nutrition writer. I am the owner of RWS Content and Strategy, a content marketing agency made up entirely of registered dietitians that focus on health and wellness brands, marketing strategy, copywriting, all of that kind of thing. So my journey as a registered dietitian has been a long one and now moving into copywriting and marketing strategy is like a completely different path for most registered dietitians. I got started with freelance writing as sort of just a side gig. I was working as a clinical dietitian at a big hospital chain in Southern California and I was in my early 30s. Things just were not going well on a lot of different fronts in my life. I was feeling like there was nowhere to move up in terms of my career. I was in a bad relationship, a lot of different things. And so unfortunately in 2012, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer and she was gonna go to Brazil to have her treatment which is where she was from. And so I took family medical leave for a couple of months and just went down to Rio and did yoga on the beach and figured all that out and tried to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And so during that time, I had begun communicating with another dietitian who was traveling the world and supporting herself through writing. And I was just in awe, like how really, like that could be an opportunity for a dietitian Like, how did you get that? And so I started writing for Demand Media back in the day, and they were like $25 to $35 articles. And I would write, you know, eight of them a day, and I would gladly take my $200 and, you know, go out to dinner with my girlfriends or whatever. So it it was a side hustle for a very long time in addition to my regular dietitian job. And then when I had my first son, I decided that freelance writing was going to be my thing. I thought it would be a better fit than trying to like work full time with a child at home and all of that. And I started realizing once he became mobile that he also needed to go away for me to be able to do my writing during the day. And so over the last seven years, he is seven years old now, I slowly started to grow my freelance writing business. And in 2018, 
I was planning a move across the country from California to Nashville, where I live now. And I had just had another child and I had a toddler in the house and the cross country move. And that month I got in $8,000 requests of work. Like all of a sudden my inbox exploded. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this by myself. Like I, I, I have a newborn and a cross country to move and all this work and I just can't do it all. And so I reached out to a handful of colleagues to see if I could bring on a couple of just 1099 writers to help me out who were also registered dietitians. And turns out like that was the beginning of my team. And of all those writers, most of them are still with me. I hired five at the time. And now I actually have 10 different dietitians who work with me as content creators, writers, food photographers, videographers, basically anything around food and nutrition. And so the team keeps growing. It's you know bigger than I ever could have imagined a writer could make. So that's just my journey, you know, a little bit more like putting myself out there and growing the team and offering the services that the health and wellness brands really want to work with experts. And so that's what we do. And then in terms of diversifying my offerings, when I was first getting started wanting to make like full freelance writing my full-time gig, I started a Facebook group called RDs Who Write, Registered Dietitians Who Write, really as a way to connect with other dietitians who were writing. It was sort of a self-serving group because I wanted to get started. Well, I wanted to grow my freelance writing business and it, I thought maybe if I networked with other dietitians who were doing that as well, that I could learn from them. But over the course of the six years now that that group has been in existence, I've become the expert in freelance writing in the registered dietitian community. And so through that, I created a getting started guide that has made me quite a bit of passive income, averages about $100 to $200 a month for the last six years. And then I have a full course called Freelance Writing for the RD. And that has allowed me to help over 150 dietitians become, get started with freelance writing. And it'll be re- relaunching again at the middle of February. So that has given my business an entire different stream of income. And now I'm bringing my team who had also become more experienced through working with me into that course. And they're going to be coaching other dietitians for how to become freelance writers. So just keep growing and bringing more opportunities to dietitians. And, you know, I love seeing our names on evidence-based articles. So in terms of my outlook for the industry, you know, the last three months or so has been a bit interesting with the, you know, blowing up the explosion of AI. I am not terribly concerned at this moment about AI because We do still offer a unique service in that we are registered dietitians and we can provide our expertise in a variety of ways. Obviously, fact-checking and making sure the research is correct and doing the research for the articles, which AI cannot do just yet, and evaluating, you know, clinical studies and all of that kind of stuff. But I think overall, lower-level freelance writing that are more generic topics, maybe things like recipe posts and just very basic nutrition topics, I think a lot of that writing may go away. So I think that freelancers need to figure out other areas of expertise or things that only they can do. Our team will be moving into learning how to do more video this year. 
So we can offer that as an add-on to our articles and say, you know, the client can say, here's an article about omega-3s and here's a 30-second clip of our dietitian talking about the omega-3s. And, you know, that's just going to be the way we have to go because that's something AI cannot replicate. So I think that freelance writers really need to start thinking about other creative ways that they can offer more strategy, video, anything like that, that they can add to their services beyond just writing, because I do think that a lot of writing jobs, especially the lower tier ones, are gonna be completely taken over by AI. Maybe by the end of the year, it's just been an insane explosion. So overall, my advice, aspiring writers, is to not give up, is to keep reaching out to potential clients is to really figure out what your unique offering is and what skills you have to bring to the table and your expertise. And then keep track of the successes that you've had and share them all the time to show clients what you can do. And, you know, network with other writers. I get work all the time from other writers who maybe don't have the expertise that I have. And I think that that's a really valuable resource is helping each other out in terms of being freelance writers. So. I hope that helped. Thank you so much for this opportunity. My name is Lindsay Scheidel. I'm the owner of Hadley Social and Public Relations, a boutique little tiny agency here in the Midwest. We provide clients with integrated messaging services that drive uh, public relations and earned media activities from them. So how did I get started? I've been in the world of communications for 20 years almost a little more, so I'm probably dating myself here, from the time when most audiences were still hearing from brands and companies and organizations in a very traditional form, newsletters. Sure, websites were out, but we weren't updating them as often as we are now, and there definitely wasn't the digital marketing world that we see today. Social media was just starting. People weren't sure how to, how to integrate that into what they were doing. They weren't sure who really owned that service line. Was it marketing? Was it the tech side? Was it the website director? Who, who owned this? I founded Hadley, this agency, eight years ago after leaving the corporate world and dabbling a little bit in instructive work at, at, the, at the university here in Wisconsin and teaching business communications. From there, had a few friends, colleagues, previous colleagues say, hey, Lindsay, I know that you're a really good writer. I know that you've worked in communications. Could you just help me on this? So maybe they were asking me to any anything from like, I'm writing, I need to write a speech for my brother's wedding. I'm the best man. Or could you help me get my resume put together? Or could you write this press release for me really quick? And it started to work and kind of pick up on its own. I really got into the content writing, the freelance world of independent working about 12 years ago. Before that, though, when I had a friend who was at a digital marketing agency say, hey, could you just help us write some blogs? I had never really worked on blogs before, didn't know much about what the best, the best practices were for them. But it was an amazing opportunity because I got to work with digital marketers who were leading that the industry of that and really be their freelance writer. About four years of doing that almost full time as an independent worker for them, contract writer, I was helping them churn out anywhere from 16 to 25,000 words every week in the form of blog posts, mostly for the legal industry and serving, you know, half a dozen of their clients that they had 
really proud to be a part of that experience because I was able to be a part of some really fabulous award-winning blogs and have my name on those. And that was exciting and taught me so much. As most writers know, though, I'm a creative to heart. So I was becoming bored. The work felt stagnant. It felt a little bit like it was on repeat. I knew I could offer more as well. I had this background in public relations and media relations. And also, I I was part of the digital marketing kind of boost of when communications folks started integrating into those roles and creating content for things like Facebook, Twitter, writing online content and whatnot. So I knew I could offer more. I decided to leave that cornerstone client that really, really got me started and branch out. So went out and just started talking to people I knew and said, do you need some creative work in in the form of messaging. So do you need someone to help build you a content strategy for your website? Do you need someone to help you identify stories that tell who your brand is? And do you need someone then to take that and share it, share it across all your channels? I've always been a believer in that integrated message approach And maybe I'm lucky I grew up in the communications world when I did because we had to learn how to do that. But it's really how I founded Hadley then and attracted a unique group of clients that had an appreciation for wanting their messages to align wherever they were, but they were able to read and look different for the channels they were going out on. So it's pretty cool to see now to know that a little tiny strategy that we come up with with a client will start as this little seed of strategy and really blossom out into this tree of messages we see here, here in advertising, in public relations, in their events, in their scripts, in their award writing, on their website, in their blogs. Like I said, I'm a believer that when all those things are integrated and working well together, the message means more to the audiences that need to hear it. Beyond writing, you know, I think I talked a little bit about that. It was important for me to diversify my income because I was bored just writing. I knew I could offer more. I wanted to do more. So I would say to a client that I was just writing for, hey, how about we try this out for three months? Let's create an integrated messaging campaign. I will write all the content and work with your marketers to figure out where it should go best. And it took off. It worked. And it's really the proof in the pudding as to why Hadley is so successful today and continues to grow because we don't offer just this one-off tactical, check the box, it's done. Hey, could you write a press release for me? Well, sure, I can. But how about we rewind a little bit and pull out what's going on in this press release that we should be writing about in other areas too, to tell the story. Industry outlook, AI. I, I've, I've been asked this a lot lately and I love answering it because it reminds me so much of when in the early 2000s, I'm going to date myself again, I was entering the world of, of PR and was told actually by industry, you know, people that were experienced in the industry of working in public relations, you should really like get into digital marketing. You should like avoid PR, avoid writing. Like, sure, we're going to need writers, but really we're going to need people to manage these online spaces. So don't put so much stock into a, a career in PR. And I'm so glad I didn't listen to that because 
I feel like, I know, I don't feel like, I know that we were, we were going to be needed. And the website directors couldn't write the copy that went on Facebook. And there, there was no social media manager then. It really fell on the shoulders of communications leaders. So it was it was scary to think that there were these new channels out there and companies and brands were breaking away from communicating traditionally. And they needed people who could wear both the hat of communicating effectively to an audience in terms of making sure that they were hearing the message and the call to action, but also being able to do it in a way that, as we know as freelance writers, we spend so much time crafting words and sentences and and messages that are going to resonate to those audiences as well. I'm not afraid of AI. I dabble in it. I work in it sometimes too. Is it something that we should be fearful of? No, we should embrace it. So it's only going to make us more efficient. It's, I can remember so many times I've spent hours researching to only have a few hours then to actually write. And I knew I could do the writing well for clients, but I didn't always have the information ready, right? Like this is such a struggle for a freelance writer. Like I have to, I have to become a subject matter expert as well as an amazing writer. So in a lot of the time I had some pretty big clients that they didn't have an hour every week to sit down with me and answer my questions, whether it was even a, a few questions over email. I really had to go out and learn these industries and the language they were using and, you know, triple check for accuracies to make sure that what I was writing was legit. I think AI is going to help with that. And it already is. I mean, there's so many AI tools like Jasper and whatnot that have been out here before chat. And we can we can embrace this to become better writers, be more efficient. And we can really be in charge as creatives in crafting the direction it goes to develop the best practices on how to use it. So I think we need to be paying attention. I think we need to be using it when we can, when it makes sense. We need to remember to choose the clients that value us as writers still and understand the difference between a freelance writer who just pushes out something that was AI generated versus a freelance writer that might use AI to streamline some some of those efficiencies that are hard when it comes to researching information, but then know how to take it and turn it into human words, right? Human words. So this is really when we can show ourselves and what we offer as, as freelance writers and telling people, hey, yeah, we have this great chunk of information that AI sent over to us. But how are we really going to like dissect it and organize it in a way that readers are going to stay engaged? So, or listeners or viewers, whatever we're writing for. So don't be afraid. Let's, let's become like the owners of it as creatives of the world and figure out how it works into what we're doing, not how we work into what it's doing. Advice to aspiring writers, just keep writing. Keep writing, 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 writing. If you want to be a writer, you must write. I think the best things I've created are have not been for clients. Maybe it's won award, they've won awards, some of the writing or some of the writing I've done for video scripts have, you know, won people some nice advertising awards and whatnot, gained coverage on me in media. But the writing I'm most proud of is probably the things I sit with for a while and are mine. And when we can tap into 
our truth as being a creative writer or a technical writer or whatever we want to be, as long as we know how to take the information that's in our head and put pen to paper in a way that people understand what we are thinking and talking about and feeling, that is going to translate into that nine to five work. I, I'm, I might catch some slack, but you know, if you're a writer, you're not a writer nine to five. You are a writer all day long. And, and when you can take those skills that you're using all the time, whether it's through journaling, making your grocery list sound exciting, the messages you put in a card maybe to someone who's close to you, to your birthday card for your kids, what you write on their birthday cake, whatever. The more you're writing, the better you become at it. So keep writing. Keep writing, keep writing. And if you have a skill set you have something, a service you want to learn how to provide, do it. This is your business. So if you know that you're really good at Wix or WordPress and creating, and you're really good at connecting words with media folks so that they can see the story that you're putting together is worthy and other people should should want to read it or hear it, then offer that service. Let your clients know, hey, I can take this message, this piece of writing, and turn it into way more. It also, it, it helps your clients see the value in you versus having to go from this content writer, now the content writer sending it to this marketing person, and now I have to hire an agency now to take this writing and publish it somewhere. If you, if if you know you can offer these skills or you can learn them, try it out. Take three months with a client that you trust, that you have a good relationship with. Be honest with them. Let them know you, you're able to offer them more than just writing and go for it. Go for it. If you feel like you are constantly writing and you just no longer have the bandwidth to take on new clients, I suggest you add consulting to the list of services that you're offering your freelance clients right now. In this video, I'm going to share how you can start offering marketing and content consulting services to your freelance clients so you can spend less time writing but actually make more money. I'm also going to share how I bring this up to clients so that they say yes. If you follow my steps on how to land high paying clients on LinkedIn, pretty soon you're going to have more clients than you can handle and you're going to feel like your income is capped. So the key is to start offering services that don't necessarily involve long, intensive writing sessions. I'm Christine, a former nine to five salesperson turned copywriter. Now I help aspiring writers start their freelance business using cold pitching on LinkedIn so that they can get high paying clients and write full time for a living. Now, first let's get clear on what I mean by brand strategy and marketing consultant, because if you Google these terms, there is just no one consensus. I hear a lot of people in the copywriting space call it copywriting consulting, but again, what does that mean? So when I say brand or content consulting and strategy, what I mean is that instead of doing the actual writing for your client, you're doing more of the strategic thinking work and you are creating a strategy so that other content can be written based on your strategy. Here's two consulting services that I offer my clients. Number one is brand tone and voice guides. If you've worked for a client so far, you've probably been given documents, one of them being a brand voice and tone guide. And it basically says, this is how we speak. These are the words we use in our brand. And here's the rules you should be following when you're writing for us. Sometimes this packet will include visual brand guidelines for graphic designers. We use this color, we use this logo, etc. Because I'm in the B2B software space, a lot of times, 
sometimes clients don't take the time to actually flesh out their voice and tone. So what I do is create this voice and tone guideline for them because as an expert in my industry, I understand how the target audience speaks. Therefore, I can advise my client and say, here's the type of words, here's the tone you should use with your audience so that you can best connect with them. I didn't have any formal training or guidance. I genuinely just looked at other voice and tone guides that have been given to me over the years and created a similar document that was just tailored to my client. So please don't think you need to be a branding expert to do something like this. The next service I offer is called a brand script or core messaging doc. It pretty much brings together a brand's main value propositions, taglines, pain points, benefits. If a brand can get clear on what those key elements are, then they're able to easily touch on them in every other piece of content they create, whether it is an explainer video, whether it is the homepage for their website, whether it is blog content. Once they have those core elements of their brand messaging and positioning filled out and established, then they can use those materials for everybody in their company and it unifies and streamlines the brand so that everybody is talking about the product or the service or the offering in the same way. This is really valuable in my industry, which is software, because we are explaining complex, difficult to understand concepts and products. Software is not something you can touch with your hands. It's not easily understood. So we need to be really clear and succinct in the way we communicate what our product does and what the customer is gonna get from that product. That's why in my industry, which is B2B, stands for business to business, technology, specifically SaaS, this is super valuable for a brand to have on hand. Let's talk about how these conversations even come about? How do you begin offering this service to your clients? Well, I will tell you that the low hanging fruit is definitely newer companies and startups. Older companies, especially if they have a marketing department, probably have something fleshed out already, which could be good because you could rewrite it for them and update it. But newer companies, this is usually not their first priority. They've just jumped into action. They've started selling and now they're understanding that there's a need to walk it back and actually streamline how they talk about their product. I'll tell you exactly how this comes about on my client calls, typically I will get on a call with a client, they'll start telling me about their company and what they've done, and they tell me that they want me to write blog posts or write a web page. And I'll say, okay, yeah, sure, I can do that for you. What do you have so far? What marketing materials can you provide me with so I could learn your brand? If they don't have any marketing materials built out, or if they can't tell me who their target audience is, who they're really trying to sell to, they haven't gotten clear on that. They can't tell me their main pain points, their main benefits, all the things that would really inform my writing, I have to take a step back and actually bring it to their attention that whether they hire me or any other writer, you're not going to get great quality work unless you have these documents built out. Instead of starting on blogs and instead of writing your homepage, why don't you let me create a core messaging doc for you? That way, once everything is on this document, all of the content creation moving forward is going to go so much easier. You can give this to your customer success team. You can give it to your sales reps. Anyone in the company can look at this document and know how to speak about your brand. This is super valuable for clients that want to get everybody in the company on the same page and saying the same thing. Typically, a client will be overjoyed at this. I give them my hourly rate, which right now for me is $100 an hour, and I tell them I'm going to interview several stakeholders within their company, ideally the ones that are customer facing because they are hearing the feedback from customers and that's who we want to be speaking to with all of our content, all of our copywriting. If I can get on the phone with like a VP of sales or a customer success person and ask them a list of 
questions, I will really understand what's happening with their product and their audience and the people that they're selling to, their customers, which is super valuable. This book is how I learned how to do this process based on what he recommends in this book. I actually created my own set of questions. I do separate interviews with three to four people within the company and ask them their take on those certain questions. I'll give you an example. One of those questions is if you could distill what your customer wants down into one main desire, what is it they want the most? Or what is your customer's biggest problem? What keeps them up at night? Based on the answers that I get from all the different people within the company, I can see what the commonalities are. I condense that into a document. And then I have a feedback session with my clients where I say, hey, here's the information that I got from you and your team. Here's the copy I wrote. Here's your taglines. Here's your value propositions. This is how you should be talking about your product. Now, what do you agree with and not agree with? And we go through and we edit that sheet. Once that core messaging doc is consolidated, they can use that for their homepage. They can send it to freelance copywriters who are writing blog posts and case studies. Comment down below and tell me if consulting work is something you've been curious about because you just feel overwhelmed with how much freelance copywriting you are doing. So if you are wondering how to level up in your freelance copywriting business, you definitely want to start offering some non-writing work. Consulting services like this not only add value to the client, it really makes you a key part of a brand's strategy, a company's strategy, and it allows you to bake yourself in and have opportunities down the line. My recommendation if you want to get started is to read building a story brand by Donald Miller and definitely brush up on content marketing in general how to form those strategies you don't have to be an expert you just have to have one client that's going to give you a chance and you'll work alongside the client it'll be a give-and-take process where you're helping them as an outsider as a consultant as an unbiased person that can give them outsiders insight into their brand and then you're getting a lot of the information from them too so you don't need to know exactly how to do this to begin offering this if you're watching this you're probably saying to yourself I'm just starting out or I'm I'm not experienced enough or I'm not expert enough. And here's a newsflash for you. Everything that I've begun doing in my freelance business and offering clients has really been just me taking a chance, believing in myself, knowing that it could potentially go really wrong. They're not going to be happy. And it is what it is. You have to start taking risks as a freelance copywriter and giving it your all. Because when a client takes you on as a copywriter, as a freelancer, they're inviting outside opinions into their business. And if you can be proactive, and actually provide ideas, even if they're not always the best ideas or the correct ideas, even if they don't take your ideas, showing that initiative will bring you so far as a freelance copywriter. It will shine you in such a different light because most freelancers are really just order takers. They're just doing what clients tell them to do versus bringing their own ideas to the table and acting like a true business partner, acting like somebody who can bring value to their business. You want to be a business partner. You want to be a consultant and an expert, not just a freelance writer. If you want to learn more about how to land clients, I have a video I'm going to recommend right here that is called Assuming the Sale. It basically shows you when you are on these calls with clients, how to close a client, how to get a client to say yes to you when you're on a call, how to exude confidence. It's a sales technique. Like I said, I was a nine to five salesperson before I became a copywriter. And one of my strengths is definitely getting on calls with clients and making them see the value in what I do. If you use the script that I give you in this video, you're going to be able to confidently land high paying clients and have them take you up on your ideas and your service offerings. So give that a try. I highly recommend you watch that video. Subscribe to my channel, like, and comment below if you want to see more free videos on how to make more money as a freelance copywriter. See ya!